Hey, everybody. Welcome, Welcome to, to a Community of Principles podcast, a conversation to support leaders. I'm your host, Ben Gilpin. Now, let's get this started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Community of Principles podcast. This is your host, Ben Gilpin, and I have an exciting guest with us, which I will introduce in just a moment. But as I typically do, I'm going to jump on with a little soapbox uh, just to kind of begin. Probably a lot of you are at the point right now where you're in that uh, those dog days of winter and, and you're kind of uh, plugging away the best you can. The one thing that I would just push all leaders to be very aware of is you never know, and we saw this at MEMSPA this year with Sean Covey, you never know those hidden stories that sometimes are under the surface. And I would just, I would challenge leaders to try to figure out those stories to the best of your ability, understand some of the things that your people are dealing with and be as empathetic and supportive as possible. That will make the winter months better and it'll make the entire school year better. Um, So that's my little soapbox for today. Find out those hidden stories, just like Sean Covey pushed us to at MEMSPA this year. But without any further ado, welcome Carmen. Carmen Maring is with us on the Community of Principles podcast. So Carmen, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. It is great to have you on this uh, this cold day, we'll call it. A couple of things about Carmen. She's obviously a lifelong learner. She is a mom. She's a spouse, an administrator. She also does counseling. She runs, and she is a MEMSPA middle-level chair, and she's a middle school principal, if, if I am correct, and we don't often have a lot of middle school principals on here. So, Carmen, I'm going to start off. First of all, do you know the format? About eight questions, eight minutes, right? I do, Yes. Well, I'm going to give you a chance to tell a little bit more about the current spot you're in. Can you tell everybody how did you get to your current spot and what is that spot? Yeah, so in my going back to the beginning of my time in education, I had 12 administrators in my first 8 years, and I thought about giving administration a try but wasn't sure because it seemed like no one lasted very long. At the time I was an elementary school counselor in my present district, Gull Lake. I had tried some private practice as well. And I liked that, but I found that I really enjoyed doing bigger system work more than um, individual private practice. And so about five or six years ago, I applied at um, Michigan State for my doctoral program. And I wasn't sure what I would do with it at that time, but I knew that I did not want to stay where I was indefinitely or long term. So during the time I was working on my doctorate, a position opened up and my superintendent offered it to me for a dean of a transition program focusing on Uh, transitioning students better from elementary to secondary in our district because we knew we were losing some kids there. So I started that program. And then the next year, an assistant principal job opened up at Ryan Intermediate with working with Andy Fuhr, who's also a MEMSPA member. Mm -hmm. And then the following year in 2016, the principal role at Gull Lake Middle School opened. And I've been there. This is my third year as principal at the middle school now. Well, congratulations. And that's, first of all, congratulations on surviving 12 administrators in eight years. Is that correct? Yeah, it was pretty crazy, but it was also all I knew at the time. And it was actually a cool learning experience to learn what worked and what didn't work from a variety of, of people in different styles. So I know, I know that you and I first bumped into each other at the McCall Mindshare. Yeah. Um, and which happened a couple of years ago, and it was in the summertime. And at that point, you know, you'd already mentioned Andy, I think you were either his assistant or you were in that dean role at the time, but you were getting ready to transition. And I also know 
that um, you were expecting as well. So question number two, you've got a young family, you've got little ones in the home. How do you do it? How do you have a young family and lead a, a building at the same time? Yeah, that's the million dollar question. I think some days are successful in, in one or both of those realms and some days are, are not so successful. I have a really supportive spouse, um, which has been helpful in that process. And then I think a lot has been delegation, whether that's at home, delegating out, like we have shipped grocery delivery. So I never go to the grocery store and buy groceries anymore, things like that. And then at work, what can I delegate to that next level of leadership so that I'm not having to do everything at home or at work? That's been my, I guess, path to success with those two worlds. Well, I like what you said there because, you know, oftentimes I think too many administrators, too many leaders try to take on way too much and they try to they try to do it all. And if you do try to do it all, at some point it's going to catch up to you. Either you're going to get burnout or you're just going to fall flat on your face. So I, I applaud you for understanding the importance of delegating and finding those leaders within. Thank you. Okay, let's go. Question number three. What is the best advice you've ever received? There's two things I would say. First one is you can do anything but not everything. And that kind of connects to my last answer about being a working mom and working full time. Every yes has a no and just trying to figure out how best to navigate that on a daily or hourly basis. And then the other the other piece of advice that I got was from my dad. He is a super hard worker, loyal. He believed I could do anything. And um, he was also a huge John Wooden fan. And so he said, failing to plan is planning to fail. And that's been really helpful advice throughout my whole life. Oh, I love John Wooden. And you're actually stealing my uh, blog post for the week with that too. So (laughs) that is fantastic. Okay. Let's get a little personal with this next question. Question number four, what are two things, two things most people would not know about Carmen? I'm allergic to lettuce and I am afraid of mascots. (laughs) What are two things most people don't know about me? Now, I know Andy fairly well. Did <laughs> did he take full advantage of that though? Did he did he find any ways to scare you with mascots? I feel like there was Western's Bronco showed up at our building and was definitely in our main office at one point in time. I can't remember if it was it was probably Andy, but I can't remember if it was him or a different principal, but yes, people have taken advantage of that. That that's a, a very um unique fear. I'll leave it at that as I as I'm chuckling on the other side over here. Um, okay let's see question uh, we got uh, we're more than halfway through so question number five what is something and you don't necessarily have to fix this Carmen what is one issue in education that you wish you could fix um right now I think it would be the shortage of quality staff like teachers and support staff and even substitute teachers just you know as a principal wanting to put an awesome teacher in front of every student every day every hour and just seeing that in the near future, we're, we're going to struggle more and more with that. You know, I, I saw some statistics out recently. Um, I believe it was at the University of Wisconsin that uh, they only had, I believe they only had two graduating teachers with a special education degree. And, and I was just looking at some of the data and I just think to myself, we may not be feeling it right now at this present moment. Some people may be, but um, maybe not everybody is. But in just a very short amount of time, everyone will be feeling that crunch. So that's a, that's a valid point that you bring up. 
Okay, let's see. Three to go. Question number six. On this one, we get a little bit more personal again. What is something that that you have got to make sure that is on your agenda to, if you go into a restaurant, you always want to make sure that you try to get this. And I know it's not lettuce, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's but not you know, and, and more specifically, favorite dessert, what is going to be Carmen's dessert of choice? All right. So restaurant, it totally depends on the restaurant. I tend to get the same thing at a restaurant, but not the same thing across restaurants. So I'd say I probably err on the side of chicken. And for dessert, I would say Dutch apple pie is probably my favorite. Dutch apple pie. Okay. That's good to know. And I've heard the gamut on here from people sharing fish, chicken, all sorts of different things. You know, I think uh, some cherries up north, but uh, Dutch apple pie. There you go. Yeah. Okay. We're down to our last two. The second to last one, you know, going a little bit more educational again. What is something that you're doing right now? to continue your learning. And I know you had mentioned that um, you went back to Michigan State, but are you reading a book? Do you have PD going on? What is something you're doing right now to continue your learning? Yeah, so I'm a big reader. So right now I'm reading Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. And then I'm also a part of what's called Leadership Kalamazoo, which is a group of leaders in the Kalamazoo area. And we're in a, actually tomorrow, we're starting our cohort for this next year. And I'm looking forward to being a part of that. That has leaders that are beyond education too. So I'm looking forward to getting beyond education a little bit with my leadership skills. Well, just so everybody can hear this, she's continuing her learning. She also has multiple young kids in the home and she's leading a building. I stand up and applaud you. Well done, Carmen. Um, Okay, last question. And I think you know what's coming because I know that you've listened to this podcast before. Someone someone saw leadership qualities in you before you may have even seen them in yourself. Who was that person? And if you could say something to them, what would what would it be? That's a hard question for me, Ben, because I, you know, some days I don't necessarily even see the leadership in myself. It's been a ton of people that have seen little parts along the way. I think the main person would be Chris Rundle. He was a longtime superintendent, uh, just retired in Gull Lake last year. And he believed in me a ton and just allowed me the honor to lead formally in Gull Lake the past four years, offered me those opportunities. And then I guess to give a shout out to two MEMSPA members, um, Amy McCaw was a principal of mine a while back, and she saw some capacity to lead systems and emphasize that importance of relationships, which has been really critical. And then Andy Fear was a longtime colleague of mine. We kind of grew up together in education and he saw a lot in me, gave me that AP position and taught me a lot about having fun and knowing your own limits and apologizing when we make mistakes. And so I think I've learned from all three of them a lot about myself and a lot about leadership. Well, that's a great shout out. And, and, you know, I'm not sure if you're aware or not, but um, when we were at MEMSPA this year up in Traverse City, I actually was sitting down and talking with Amy and she was telling me some of that story about, um, I believe she even had you, you were in the classroom at one point, And so she knew you in that capacity or, or I know Andy as well. So it was just great sitting down with her and, and kind of reminiscing. And she had so many great things to say about you. I know personally, I have enjoyed working with you, not only through the Mindshare, but also through the Spotlight on Innovation. And if you've never been to MEMSPA or even the Summer Institute, I highly encourage you to check that out because the Spotlight on Innovation is a great is a great little spot to figure out um, how to get some hands-on support and being the innovative leader that um, our students need us to be. 
so I just I appreciate everything that you bring to MEMSPA and to leadership, Carmen, and I really appreciate you coming on as well. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Ben. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And for those of you listening, jump on social media and uh, we would love to hear your thoughts. Who would be somebody that you would love to hear more about? And also when it comes to Carmen, if you've had interactions with Carmen, we would love to hear the great things that uh, you've interacted with her and, and how she has made MEMSPA a much, much better organization. So thank you, everybody. And until next time. Well, thanks again to our guest. Let's continue to connect and, and reflect. reflect because that's what leaders do. Thank you to all of our listeners. Don't forget to check out hashtag MemspaChat Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can also find more leadership tools at memspa.org.